Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Katrina Rice about her wedding aboard the Disney Dream cruise ship. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she planned this event and how it all turned out. So welcome, Katrina. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to have a Disney cruise wedding. Well, we were on a trip to Iceland and we got engaged in an ice cave in January of 2018. And then we were on our way back and we were stuck in that that storm that was plaguing the Northeast, and we were hanging out at our friend's house, unable to get back home to Atlanta, and so we just had just gotten engaged, and we were excited, and we were aware that Disney did weddings, and we were aware that Disney Cruise Line did weddings, being fans of both, and so we decided to just sort of look it up and do a little research, and we called about it and asked our travel agent and looked into pricing and then as soon as we found out what the pricing package was for the wedding we immediately took it a lot more seriously so it was based on the pricing because it's such a great price for the wedding package to add it on to a cruise got it and did you ever consider doing like an escape at walt disney world or did you always know you wanted to do the cruise not really. We are pass holders at Disney World. We live in Atlanta, so we go there pretty often. And we, I think, wanted something that felt like a different experience for us. And the prospect of getting our guests there and organizing all that was a little overwhelming. And we just liked the idea of everybody kind of meeting on neutral ground and going somewhere together. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So how did your friends and family react when they found out that's where your wedding was going to be? We were trying to remember. We were just talking about this. And I don't know. I We mailed the save the dates out. And I think that our close family knows that we like going on Disney cruises. And so it was either a positive reaction because we chose a time of year, January of 2019, where it's a pretty good price for a three-night cruise. We chose one of the most affordable cruises we could possibly choose so that our guests could come with us, as many as, as we could get to come with us, and we wanted to make it really accessible for everybody. Or if they weren't able to come, they just told us how much they wanted to be there. So everybody had a really positive reaction, and I don't think people were very surprised. We are like many couples where I'm from one state, he's from another state, and we live in another place. So it's going to be a destination wedding for a large part of our group, no matter who they are, no matter where we have the wedding. So 
for us, it made sense to just have it at another place and make it a destination wedding for everybody. Since these these days, you're just not really growing up in your hometown anymore and marrying somebody from the next neighborhood over. So uh, I don't think anybody had a problem with it. And most people were pretty excited, except for my my very dear friend who suffers from extreme seasickness. And she was going to be a bridesmaid, but she put on the patch and put on her game face and did her absolute best and made it through. Oh, that's awesome. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? Well, with the Disney Cruise Line wedding, your guests pay for the cruise and you pay for the wedding package on top of that. So the price per head for your guests is not like a land wedding where you're worried about feeding them dinner or paying, you know, hundreds of dollars per head. So we just invited whoever we wanted. It was actually really freeing to just invite as many people as we wanted and not worry about the head count at all. So we invited 237 people total because it was like, hey, you like Disney cruises and we work together and we're having a fun time talking about it. You should come to our wedding. And some of those people ended up coming. And so we actually had a total of 74 guests, which was a 31.22% attendance rate. And the Disney Cruise Line counts your vendors as guests, which is something we didn't know. So you do get technically charged per head if you bring your like photographer and anybody else. But the charge per head is so much less than it is on, on a land wedding, really anywhere that I can think of, that it's it's really nothing compared to to any other wedding package that I researched or am aware of. Do you remember how much they charged you per head? The package is for the bride and groom, and I think it's like 18 guests, or it's, I think it's a 20-person package total. And then beyond that, it's $20 Per head, So that includes the guests coming to the ceremony and the reception and the champagne and the cake, which is $20 per head is like for a wedding, an incredible price. So we just invited whoever we wanted and we thought if they're going to come on the cruise with us, then no problem. They're welcome to come to the wedding and we're happy to have them there the more the merrier. <laughs> now, how did you choose the dream and which locations did you choose for your ceremony and reception? The Dream is one of the ships that does the shorter sailings. So it does three and four night sailings and it sails out of Port Canaveral, Florida, which is in driving distance for us from coming from Atlanta. So we've been on it before and we just chose it because that was an easy destination for us to get to, not as far as Miami or something. And Again, that sailing was one of the least expensive. So that three night in mid-January was a really good time for us to go and hopefully a really good time for our guests to go. So it was really based on the price and the time of year since for our industry, that is a time where we can pretty much plan on being able to leave and it's not a busy time of year. Some of the venues on the ships are, of course, dictated by your party size. And so the Outlook is a really popular venue on the Dream. And 
we had too many guests for that, which is fine because we didn't particularly fall in love with it. It's a beautiful venue with a big expanse of windows, but it just wasn't for us. We did fall in love with the atrium, and um, fortunately, since we maxed out of Outlook, we were permitted to ask for the atrium, and it's one of those venues where they have to kind of make you wait until they know for sure if they don't need the atrium for anything having to do with the ship operations, and you don't really know if you're going to get it, so you just cross your fingers and you find out about 45 days out, and fortunately it worked out for us. And then for our reception, we were given the option of either the D-Lounge or Evolution based on our party size. And we really wanted Evolution because we really wanted a reception that felt more like a typical wedding reception where it was sort of an evening feel, even though it was the middle of the day. And we wanted people to feel like they were dancing and that we wanted them to have a drink if they wanted to. And we wanted it to be darker in there. And we didn't want the sunlight coming in through the windows because I really wanted that typical wedding reception feeling that I wanted people to be in the mood to dance and and Evolution was perfect for that with its light-up dance floor. That's interesting. So what was the process like for planning something that was more like a traditional reception than you usually see on the cruise line? How did you make it feel more like a traditional reception? I really always pictured dancing at my wedding with my friends and me and my husband and I didn't ever picture that there would be somebody playing the piano and that it would be sunny in that situation. So I really wanted, you know, a DJ playing music and I really wanted the Footloose song playing at some point. And I had always thought of these little things and I really wanted that to happen no matter where we were. So when we started planning the cruise line wedding, I was trying to figure out how we could make that evening reception feeling happen in the middle of the day at 1 p.m. on the ship. We got married on Nassau Day, which we chose so that we could have a castaway day, the beach day, be the following day, and just do the beach on its own. And so we added on time to our reception. That was the first step, which we didn't realize we could do initially, but through some research, we found out that was an option. And you have to either pay for a bar package or like hors d'oeuvres and appetizers or both in order to get an extended reception. So we looked at both of those and considered the pricing. And then ultimately we ended up doing both because we realized that our reception was going to fall right smack dab in the middle of the lunch hour and a lot of our guests were first-time cruisers and we were worried that people would not realize that they could just order room service later or go up to the pool deck and everybody was going to be missing lunch having gone to the ceremony and then the reception and then lunch would be served and done with by the time our wedding was over. So we opted to do an open bar based on your suggestion that People probably wouldn't order more than one or two drinks per hour, and it was probably better than doing the bar package. And then we decided to do some 
um, appetizers as well, just to keep people in the room and keep people there because it's really still a very short amount of time. It's only a couple hours and it goes so fast. So that was one of our ways of making it feel like a more traditional wedding reception was having a bar and having a little bit of food there and having it in evolution with no windows and the light up dance floor. And the other thing was the DJ was a big element for us. We asked about a DJ because it seemed like a perfectly obvious part of a wedding reception to me, but they've never had anybody hire a Disney Cruise Line DJ before. And it was something that took a long time to get figured out and they had to work out the schedule and the pricing and everything. But ultimately we were able to do it because it was the middle of the day and the ship DJ wasn't doing anything at that time. And we were so glad to have him. His name was DJ Wendell and he was so nice. And it just really helped with the flow of the reception for us because they tell you to bring an iPod to plug in and put your music on if you opt not to have the pianist, which we had for the ceremony. And it was lovely and perfect because he played the grand piano there in the atrium and it was stunning. But that wasn't the feel that we wanted for the reception. And we wanted somebody fading the music in and out and noticing the vibe of, okay, it's cake cutting time. So I'm going to play a song that is appropriate for that. We wanted somebody that was conscious of what was happening and reading the whole party and acting appropriately and changing the music if it wasn't the right vibe. And so he did just that and he came and met with us the night before at dinner and we gave him a thumb drive of songs that we brought, like our first dance song and stuff that we had selected and labeled each song by folder so he knew what they were and when to play them and including a um, the TikTok croc song that we put on there because of our special guests, which we'll talk about in a minute. But he played those, you know, just the right moment and everything and mixed the music and faded it in and out. And it really gave the wedding reception vibe that we wanted. Okay, that's great. Now, before we get to the special guests, I don't want to forget to ask you if you have any recommendations of some of the appetizers that you chose for your guests. You know, I didn't get to eat any of them. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Our wonderful planner... Our land planner, Faith, was there because she had two huge weddings on that sailing, mine and another one with 70 guests the following day. And she had an assistant, Grace, also from land, Faith and Grace, who brought me a, I think it was like a tuna roll or something to make sure I ate, but it just, it didn't happen. Um, I think we had like, you can choose like, there's a hot menu and a cold menu and you can choose, for ours we had like five different things and you can choose two from one and three from the other. And we tried to choose a mix of, you know, vegetarian and cause we're vegetarian and, um, and non-vegetarian. And I, I've seen one picture of them, but I never even made it over there. So I don't know. <laughs> okay. So moving on. <laughs> so you had a very special appearance by Captain Hook and Smee. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about how you made that happen? Yes. So my husband's mother's maiden name is Smee. And her brother and several members of her family, the Smees, were going to be there. And we thought it would be so great to surprise her and them with 
Mr. Smee. And we know that Mr. Smee is part of Pirate Night along with Captain Hook. And so we started asking, you know, we could could we get Mr. Smee for for a character appearance? And our long-suffering planner, Faith, said, well, I'll ask. And a while later, she came back with, well, he couldn't appear alone. You know, it would have to be with Captain Hook. He doesn't appear alone. Okay, well, fine. Because you know, that's it's priced that way. You, you get one character and um, he's one price. Or like if you got Mickey alone, he would be one price. Or if you got Mickey and Minnie, there would be a different price. Okay, fine. We would take Captain Hook to have Mr. Smeet. They go great together. That's no problem. And so she said, okay, well, let me ask again. So she came back with, no, it's not theme appropriate. It doesn't, it's a no. And this was mid-December so it wasn't too far out from our wedding and so I had to tell Josh and we wanted it to be a surprise for his mom and we were like so devastated and I thought about it and I thought you know what I, I just think it's always worth writing a letter so I put together some pictures of us with Captain Hook and Mr. Smee from another cruise and us in our pirate costumes and a text message thread that I had with his mom of her getting excited for the cruise where she bought a shirt for her brother that says a pirate's life for Smee and she sent me a picture of the shirt and so I put all this together and I wrote a letter and I called the letter a Smee plea and I wrote it to some people at Disney and I wasn't really sure who was going to and I sent it to my planner and it said basically you know this means a lot to us and we would really love it if you would consider this our wedding is not themed to be anything, you know, like Tangled or Up or anything that is incongruous with Captain Hook and Mr. Smee. In fact, our wedding is nautical-themed, so if anything, it is appropriate. And we know that you have had villains appear at land weddings, so we know that it's something that you've allowed in the past, and we would just really love it if you would reconsider. And lo and behold, a, a couple days later, she called back and said, okay, they will be there, but they have to appear in front of a backdrop, red carpet style, and they're not allowed to come out and interact with the guests like Mickey and Minnie can. And we were like, okay, we'll take it. So we were very excited about that, and it was a really special, different thing. And we knew it was a big deal because we told our photographer about it, and he got really excited. So as somebody who photographs Disney weddings often, when he gets excited, then you know it's it's unusual. <laughs> And did they charge you extra for the backdrop? I was expecting that, and I didn't say anything because I thought, oh, it's a charge for the pipe and drape, and they did not. <laughs> so that was nice. So two pirates and a free backdrop. That's awesome. Now, your reception was very customized, almost like a traditional wedding. What did you do for the ceremony? Did you just tick the boxes on the standard form that they send you? Did you customize that at all? We made programs and brought those, and they they set the chairs in the atrium and handed those out for us in advance. We did add a couple moments where um, we had a friend do a reading, and my mom read a prayer, and we just met with our planner the day before because they don't give you the script in advance that the officiant is going to read, so you don't really know how the ceremony is going to go and so finally the day before when we got the script we inserted those moments because we were planning on them but we didn't know exactly what the flow would be and so we worked with our onboard planner to 
figure out at what time that would work for the ceremony. And then we also did little streamers for our exit from the ceremony because we like to find photographable moments. And we asked for permission on that because everything you have to get cleared with them. You can't make a mess or do anything that's going to assess a cleanup fee later. We knew that from hearing about another wedding. So you can't do confetti or anything, especially in the atrium. So we found out that we could do these streamers where you can pop them, but they stay, you know, in the little cartridge where you're, the guest is still holding them. They don't get all over the floor. So we did do that. And then we also organized with our photographer where right after the first kiss, we would just pause and he would run upstairs and we really wanted to do a group photo since it's a great big open space where you can look down on everybody and we wanted a picture of everybody that came to the wedding. So we took a moment to do that and we just kind of told everybody, hang on. And he ran up and did it and brought his light up and we have a great photo of just everybody that was there. So that was something a little bit different that we did. And then that was pretty much it. And everybody proceeded to evolution and I ran up to our planner's room where my next dress was waiting and changed and everybody got to meet Mr. Smee and Captain Hook and then we made a bubble wand entrance into Evolution. That's awesome. Which bouquet and cake did you choose from the package? We chose the nautical which was our kind of our theme. We didn't do too much beyond that on the theming although we had a little bit of Steamboat Willie touches because that's something that's important to us, but the nautical worked perfectly for us. We, I did customize my bouquet. I took their ribbon off and added my colors of an aqua blue, and that was everywhere at the wedding, and so I brought my own aqua blue ribbon and added that, and then I added my own charms and pins and stuff to the base of the bouquet, and then the nautical cake, which was perfect and worked out really well for us, and everybody complimented us on it. We still hearing cake compliments we had a lemon base to it with a just a buttercream filling and then the top was chocolate with a peanut butter mousse and they sent two huge pieces back to the room which we enjoyed on the last night of our cruise in our room which was really fun and people are still oh that cake really good <laughs> so the disney cruise line cake does have something to bring to the table regarding disney wedding cakes they don't do churro so don't ask they're <laughs> not gonna just uh, i'll let you know i've already asked but they do very good cake <laughs> that's awesome so what did you do about your hair and makeup aboard the ship did you use the services at the salon i did not when i booked my engagement shoot Back, back, several months back at Walt Disney World, I found my hair and makeup artist, Laura Reynolds, and I immediately clicked with her, and it was just the perfect fit, and then I was so happy with how it came out, and then I booked her for my park shoot, and then Josh and I talked it over, and we thought about how we had wanted anyway to treat the bridesmaids to hair and makeup services on wedding day, because that was just something we wanted to take care of for them as a gift. And we calculated it out. And I was feeling uncomfortable about the unknown factor. I know that people have had 
good experiences and mixed experiences and bad experiences just because they don't know who their service providers are going to be on the ship. And so I was just feeling uncomfortable thinking I might be unhappy with how my hair or makeup came out on the ship on my wedding day. And I was thinking I didn't want that added stress. And so as soon as Laura and I clicked over the engagement shoot, it was just so clear that I should just bring her on the cruise and she should just be there for everybody's hair and makeup with her assistant since it was the same price for her and her assistant to come on the cruise since the cruises are based on double occupancy it was almost the same as if we paid for hair and makeup services for five bridesmaids and myself and if our moms ended up doing something so it ended up working out so well she and her assistant Ashley were there you know 5 a.m., which is much earlier than the salon opens on the ship. And it was just something I didn't have to worry about because I already knew what my hair and makeup were going to look like. And I felt confident and it wasn't, it wasn't any unknown factor. That's great. And then I eventually found the bride that was getting married the following day through Facebook on Castaway. And... She and I were talking, messaging through Facebook one day, and she was saying that the salon only had time slots for three of them on the morning of her wedding, which is the problem, is that they don't open early enough to get everybody in. And that would have been the problem on my day as well. And she was going to give her other bridesmaid her slot and just do her hair and makeup herself. And I was like, no, don't do that. And I was like, I am bringing somebody. And I will see if it's something that she wants to do, but you could you could hire her for your wedding day because turns out there's going to be a hair and makeup artist on board. And she was like, oh, that would be so great. And so I messaged Laura and Laura was like, oh, of course, I would be, I would be honored because she's the most lovely human being. And so it ended up that Laura and her assistant Ashley just did the other bride, Sarah's wedding and her wedding party and it was a perfect situation because it ended up working out for everybody. So Laura booked a job on the, on the <laughs> cruise and, um, and Sarah didn't have to give up her appointment to one of her bridesmaids and everybody was happy. That's awesome. Now, did you bring your own photographer? Yes. We brought the roots, Nathan and Gen Z, and we'd already worked with Nathan for our engagement shoot. And there was no question that, we would be bringing a photographer. It was just a matter of finding the right ones. It was important to us to find a couple or photographers that could sail together since it's, of course, an expense to bring a photographer for your cruise wedding. So we were trying to find photographers that are based in Central Florida that want to do a Disney cruise wedding, that want to sail together so that they can room together. And way back when we it was one of our very first things to do was book this and book the cruise. And then the photographer was the second thing. And so we found them and they wanted to do it. And we sent them a little proposal, which is a little video that we made for them of a little ornament of the Disney dream, which we floated in basically in a bathtub. And we had a little ship in the bottle and they accepted and, and we're really glad that we found them. 
and we also brought a videographer. Our videography team was something that we debated on from the very beginning. It was a big decision, but we ultimately decided that since you start out at such a low price point for your wedding package, unlike a lot of wedding packages on land, even if we had done it here in Atlanta, we would have started out, you know, renting a venue and paying for a catered dinner and all of that. We had a lot more room to add on some of these things that we really wanted to do, like have a really great photography team and have a really great videography team. So we ended up bringing our videography team as well. And we're just so glad we did. So we had photo, video, hair and makeup, and we were just, we were just rolling deep. <laughs> so can you give my listeners an overview of how the day ran? Yes. Uh, Laura came to my room at like 4.30 or 4.45 and I started getting ready. And then I think about seven, I started having the bridesmaids come. We had them come like every half an hour. And then I think Gen Z came first and they started, you know, they both were working at about nine, but one of them came earlier. And then Josh you know, left to get ready and we got everybody finished with hair and makeup. I ordered room service so people were eating and video was doing detail shots with photo. Switzers were doing the video and we did our first look at about 10.30 and then did the bridal party photos followed by family photos, which we decided to do before for the ceremony because we realized that there was not going to be any time following the ceremony to do family photos. We would have to go directly to evolution because you really can't hang out in the atrium after the ceremony. You just don't really have the space and they kind of want you out of there. And then also our special guests, Captain Hook and Mr. Smee, were going to be there right at one. So we had to get the family photos out of the way right after the bridal party photos. We did all of that between about 10.30 when the first look happened and about 11.30 or 11.45. And then I think I went back to my room at about 12. But this whole time was kind of a blur because there was, it was just difficult finding everybody on the ship because your phones don't work because you're in the Bahamas and everybody's phone is off. And so our schedule got a little off. We had plans for, you know, we'll meet you on deck, whatever, and deck it, but then we kind of lost people and nobody could communicate with anybody. So the time was a little bit off in my head. But anyway, then I went back to my room at about 12 and the onboard planner came to get me and my dad and then took us out. I walked down the stairs of the atrium, which was a stunning big moment that I had been looking forward to. And the ceremony was supposed to start at about 12. 30 but it got started a few minutes late and it started about 12:40, and it was over by about 12:50. I ran up to change the guests proceeded to evolution for the reception which began at one Captain Hook and Mr. Smee were starting at one they were there for half an hour everybody was taking pictures with them and I just finished changing just for the last few minutes of them, and we made our bubble wand entrance, and our reception lasted until 3, so they visited for half an hour, left at about 
Then we had some toasts. We did our dole pineapple whip ceremony, which we were not permitted to do during our ceremony because it involved alcohol, but we did that in lieu of a sand ceremony or a unity candle ceremony, both of which you cannot do on the cruise line because you can't bring candles which have an open flame or sand on board the ship. So we replaced that with something we made up, which was our dull pineapple whip ceremony. And then we followed the toast with some dancing, and then Mickey and Minnie showed up um, between 2 and 2.30, and we did cake cutting and toasts. And then by 3, it was all done. (laughs) And then we walked back to our room, kind of in a daze, bought a Pluto popcorn bucket, because... That seemed like the most important thing. And then we took a little bit of a rest and we we changed. I changed. And then we went out and met the Roots and Switzer World for a sunset deck session um, right around 5.30 or 5.45. And then we went to dinner. Our guests all had the first seating. And so we just met everybody at dinner and we just kind of floated around from table to table and said hello. And it was pirate night, so we weren't dressed for pirate night, but everybody else was. And then we had reservations at Remy at 6.30, which we had planned. We would planned to go say hi to everybody at dinner and then go up to Remy with. We had four friends that were joining us at dinner at Remy. We love Remy, and since it was our wedding night, we just – skipped Palo and we chose to do Remy instead, which you cannot transfer your Palo dinner to Remy, but we just skipped it and decided to do Remy instead. And we're so glad we did because they gave us the wine room and somebody came in and played a violin and they brought us these little special, this cake and this silver egg that said congratulations. And it was like the most magical dinner. And we were there with just four of our friends and it was like just a really, really special evening. So after that, we went and met back up at about 10.30, a little bit before 10.30, for the fireworks. Our photo and video teams had staked out a spot for us, and we're watching the pirate show, and we're ready to photograph us for the fireworks. So we did a little fireworks photo and video session, and then, and then we were done at about a little bit after 11. Got it. Okay. What ended up being your favorite memory of the day? We were talking about that and just so hard to pick one. We have to, we have to have three. We have to, we have to say three. You can have okay. three. <laughs> okay. Thanks. We loved our dull pineapple whip ceremony. So as I mentioned, you can't do a unity candle and you cannot do a sand ceremony on the cruises. And so we were trying to think of what we could do instead. Neither of those are that important to us, but we liked the the ceremony idea. So we made up the Dole Pineapple Whip ceremony and we thought that was a lot more us. So because it involved rum, we couldn't do it during the actual wedding ceremony because it involved an officer of the ship and they can't be associated with alcohol. But our planner told us that we could do it during the reception, and since they have Dole Pineapple Whip on the ship, it was, we just thought, a totally feasible thing to do. So one of our groomsmen ran up during the toasts and got this um, 
got some dill pineapple whip in this bowl that I had procured from the fantasy through the Disney Cruise Fanatics group because when we went on the fantasy once, we thought that we would be on it again. And in the Sunday shop, they have this special bowl that's shaped like Mickey's pants, not like the bowl that they have at Disney World. It's totally different. And we resisted getting it because we thought we'd been eating too much. And then we thought, oh, we'll get it on the next cruise. But it, they only have it on the fantasy, which we learned way too late. And so we had been talking about this Mickey's pants bowl for like two years. And so somebody on the Facebook group, very nicely, a stranger, got it for me and sent it to me. And as a surprise for Josh, I had it for the Dole Pineapple Whip ceremony. So he didn't know about that. So it came down during the toast full of uh, dull pineapple whip and then we had a little speech prepared that my maid of honor Gretchen read about this based off of the sand ceremony and unity candle ceremony speech but it was adapted and funny to be about pouring the rum on and had the rum coming together and life being sweet and stuff so we poured it together onto the Mickey's pants bowl full of dull pineapple whip and then we each took a bite of the Dill pineapple whip in the room. So that was a really special thing for us that we thought was funny and fun, and that was a, a really good memory. And then we loved our Remy dinner. It was just a magical meal and one of the best we've ever had. And then the final thing that we loved was the next morning we had a, an hour-long extra bonus video session with our videographer, Schweitzer World, that was started out as a beach kind of maybe trash the dress session we turned it into a bridal party trash the dress so our bridesmaids all decided to get in on it and so they all met us first thing we were some of the first off the ship on castaway and they all wore their bridesmaid dresses and we all started out on the beach and posing and then we all ended up in the water and I just can't wait to see the footage of it because it was just a really fun thing. The wedding was over and there was no more pressure and everybody wore their long dresses into the water and had a really great time. <laughs> now, was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? There was nothing catastrophic. The efficient said my name, Catherine, and Josh was so nervous that he repeated it. <laughs> but uh, it was a very Ross and Rachel moment. But then he corrected himself. Although I've heard that that happens. Somebody else said that that happens. Because you don't have a relationship with them beforehand. You don't even meet them until they're performing your ceremony. So that happened. Josh forgot his belt. But this ended up being a great story. We stayed on the concierge floor for our wedding, which we're really glad we did because it was like having amazing five-star help the whole time and a perfect example is that he didn't have a belt to wear with his wedding suit on wedding day and so he ran across the hall to the concierge and the it's we'd actually left it in a garment bag at the Polynesian but that's another story but the concierge took off his belt and <gasps> offered it to Josh who does that <laughs> it's amazing but it was too big and so it wasn't going to work. And so it was like, wedding morning. Okay. And he, so he was like, I, I've got this. And so he immediately leaves, leaves the concierge lounge and runs away and comes back a little bit later with a, a belt from wardrobe that the cast members wear. And 
that's what Josh got married in, has a little barcode on the inside. And then later that night at Remy, when we were having dinner, he was telling the story about how they got the belt for him. And it was the same belt that the server was wearing, at, that our server and Remy was wearing. So they had matching belts. It was so nice of them. And just they just take care of you. They just take care of everything. I, mean, I just would say, like, above and beyond. <laughs> That's awesome. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal or you were worried about when you were planning and then it turned out not to be? When you're thinking about that, I don't I don't think there was anything that was we thought was going to be a lot bigger of a deal than it actually was. I think I think we had a pretty good handle on everything and I, I don't I don't think so. Great. <laughs> Is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? It just takes a really long time to get on the ship. And we we knew that, but it's just a really difficult process if you're bringing a lot of stuff like we did. So it's just, there's just not really a good plan in place for this. It's just kind of like you're on your own until you're on the ship. And so I don't think that there's anything that we could have done differently or that would have helped us to know but it's just that we had planned very carefully to have our welcome bags with our little welcome letter delivered to people's rooms but we didn't know that they wouldn't get there until dinner time Mm -hmm. it just took a lot longer than we realized so we had planned to have a little meetup after dinner for people kind of casual but in the different the one for the guys in the Skyline Lounge and for the ladies, anybody that wanted to meet up in in pink, the champagne bar. And nobody knew because it was in a letter, welcome aboard, you know, we're so excited you're here. Tonight we're going to do this. Tomorrow's wedding day. They didn't get that until they were at dinner, and this was planned for right after. So it's hard to tell 70 people that. And everything just took a lot longer once we got on board and it took us forever to get through security. And there's just no real way to do it with a rolling rack with three wedding dresses and cardboard boxes full of tote bags for 28 staterooms. There's just not a good way for this to happen. They don't have luggage racks or anything for you. So you're kind of on your own. And then once we got on board, we met with the planner and they gave the what we thought the welcome bags would just go right to housekeeping and they would just hand them right out, but it just took hours. And so I guess we would have maybe told our guests in a different way that we were going to have a little meetup. We just thought that the note would go to their room and they would come meet up with us if they wanted to, but it just, nobody really knew. So. Interesting. Okay. That's a good tip. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney cruise brides and grooms? Something that we were really happy that we did was that we designed a wedding logo early on and we used it everywhere and it really helped the look of our entire weekend come together. We made little magnets with this logo. We made stickers, which we put on tumblers, which we put in the bags for everybody. We embroidered it on the bags and it was just a really easy way to tie everything together. And we made little pins, which we put on the lanyards. And so The logo for us was a really simple design element that made everything come together. And I would recommend anybody make a logo for their wedding because it branded the wedding, which I loved. And we love our logo. And it was just like, oh, what should this look like? Well, let's just put the logo on it. And 
for the cruise line wedding specifically, it's just so important that if you're bringing stuff on for your decor and your guests like we did to be organized and label everything because you get on and you just give everything over to your planner and I could tell that they were not going to have time because I knew there was another big wedding to unwrap all of my bubble wands. I had to have that all ready for them. I didn't think that I could rely on them to unpackage my battery powered candles. I knew that if I didn't have that stuff ready, that they would have to spend time doing that instead of spending time actually working on my wedding, which was the next day at 1230. So we spent a lot of time preparing to have everything ready for them to go. So all they would have to do was open the plastic storage tubs that we brought on board and set things out. Everything was labeled by location that it was to be used in, you know, Rice, Cleveland, wedding ceremony, atrium, date. Rice Cleveland reception, evolution, date. And then each thing that you pulled out, this is our custom drink sign. Please place it on the bar so that they knew where everything was going, what everything's purpose was, so that they weren't pulling things out, trying to read my mind, trying to figure out where everything was going and what its purpose was. It just seemed the best way to do things was have everything ready, pull all the labels off of everything, unpackage the custom cocktail napkins with our logo and everything. And I thought that was obvious, but once we got on board, our planner was so grateful. It seems like maybe that's not commonplace. So I think having yourself organized and labeled and everything prepared for your planner is going to help you and really help them help you. And ultimately will make your wedding much more successful because we were still running them ragged and if they had been spending time unpackaging our stuff and figuring out where it went they wouldn't have been spending so much time on us Hmm. these are really great tips well katrina thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today i think this has been really helpful for anyone who's considering a wedding or a vow renewal aboard the disney cruise line and i appreciate your taking the time Thank you so much. It was really, really fun. And I've been a fan of the podcast for a long time. We listen to them all throughout our planning process. So it's it's really fun to finally graduate to this moment. <laughs> That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. 